0: Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylett's got the better of Buxton puts it into an area Kio Zamora unbelievable from the very brink of elimination Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner
2: um, to another episode of the W12 um, big week for us guys we had Ilias on last week um, and we got I think what was it Doug we were looking at about 900 downloads which is excellent so i just want to thank everyone all the followers and listeners and we've got some great feedback uh, which we're working on um and we've got some great guests lined up like today so um yeah keep on listening um all right boys how are we
3: good about you how are we doing boys good
2: good dunk i see you've gone for the old sweep over today you've got (laughs) got, got, rid of the
1: mate i've got to try and do something with the hair there's
2: nothing
1: I like can do to with it. You need to get oh, a missus on that, mate. Oh, have you seen my missus, mate? Get like a, said, a pair of of scissors, mate. I'd, have, I'd end up bold. She'd just chop it all off and I'd look like an idiot.
3: What he's doing is he's trying to cover up the air he's losing.
1: Yeah, it is also true. Yeah, i kind just keep carrying <laughs> it forward.
3: <laughs> the <me> old mucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm all good. Bit tired from work, but I'm all good.
2: Good, good, good. Everyone seems in good spirits after yesterday. Yeah, obviously.
3: Getting nothing better than do- nothing better than beating Brentford. They ate us so much as well. God, do you know what it was? It was a lovely
2: shit house victory. You know, like didn't play great. Two chances, two goals, stopping them from promotion. It was a proper like. You know, sometimes they are the best, the better wins, aren't they? Than winning and dominating within three nil. You know, you know those wins when you don't really play massively well, but you know you managed to get the job done. Sometimes I prefer those wins, and I thought yesterday was one of them hundred uh, percent. Like you don't
1: like winning. Well, is good, but when you play really shit, which we did, like at least the first half, at least then to win it, it makes it feel even better. Knowing that we can win those kind of games when we're not playing our best, I think that's how we, what I we've thought, done recently is we seem to be grinding out results.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought yesterday we were we were ex- Well, we were pretty good for from about fifty-five to seven, about twenty minutes. We were just we were really good. We were getting right up against them. We were building. Uh, we created chances, and, and obviously the two that fell, we took. But, but I think it just seems to be the Championship football this season, doesn't it? It's, every game is so close, and it can be, you know, a decision, a wonder goal, or you know, like you, you know, or just take your two or three chances you get. But it's, that seems to be a common trend, doesn't it, across the Championship this season?
3: Yes, mate. What I liked about yesterday was I, I feel like we never we never gave up. We didn't start well. You know, I just still think we we, we fought till the end. And um, I think Warps did some good subs again. I think uh, Willick and Phil changed the game. Buzzing that Phil got his debut goal. I think he's the first one uh, since 1961, Jim Towers against Brentford. Don't pretend that's come off the top of your head. <laughs> I
2: that's come off the top of his
3: head. He's, he's, he's I, it that. I, just, I uh, thought uh, i made
2: myself
1: yeah. sound like I do so, uh... <laughs> for, for everyone listening, Brad has literally said that looking down away from the screen reading it off his little notepad.
3: <laughs> also, may I add, what another, what another brilliant game from Barber. But for me, I thought Johansson would play the blinder. I think Johansson <laughs> had a blinder, mate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. He so, did. He's excellent. I tell you what, I like about Johansson is
2: that I know Carroll's been doing all right, and you know I'm not his biggest fan. I don't think he's he's effective, or he does a job at passing, and you get there. But that's all he does. I feel like he sometimes goes, he's, he's he goes missing in games if the, you know if the ball go, goes over to strikers, defenders. Or, but what you get with Johansson is you get someone who's a bit of steel when he just. He, he, he's just on their toes all the time, isn't he? Just he, he doesn't. It doesn't mean that Boas has that. Has to do that consistently through a game, you know. Your answer's there to just. Do you know what I mean? Put a tackle in. Put put a foot in. He's, and he's just passing. Knock it on. Knock it on. Just knock it on. Knock it. You know he's not. You know
3: and um, yeah, he's yeah. I've been impressive. He's getting fitter and fitter as well, isn't he? Yeah, got you know. great work rate as well. Doesn't stop running, does he? The chap.
1: Yeah. But going no. back to the like the Carroll comment like I think Carroll's a bit of a lightweight in that midfield whereas Johansson has that kind of like you said like steel he gives us a bit of physicality like and he can play a pass as well and he does the simple thing. He just well. oozes a
2: bit of class doesn't he? He yeah. oozes a bit of class like you get to him you know that he's probably not going to lose it you know he might not do a wonder pass like you know I mean although he can do that but you know you know that he's probably he's good for it he's going to keep it
1: Yeah 100% Yeah uh, I just I think, uh,
3: we have um we got field obviously coming in Looked good when he come on um obviously willick we got that comes off the bench i just want to know obviously there's a there's a challenge now isn't there for that starting 11 um i just want to know do you think willick could be a player off the bench or do you think time will tell we'll get his face in in the team i think uh, that it's a good question and he's
2: someone that i want to see in the team Yeah, i really do but at the moment, he just you know it's sometimes it works like that where the players ahead of you are just playing really well. You could argue he could come in for chair, maybe maybe give chair a rest, maybe I don't know. But in this five-three-two or three-five-seven when you look at it, he's not there's not like a set position for him, is there? You know he's okay at set midfield, but you know you don't want to be playing him there regularly. He's not a wing back, you know he's not a forward, so you know he's just sort of a bit. But when we if we ever do move back to a four, then he fits in perfectly, you know, where Bright was on the left hand side, right hand side, floating around. But it's difficult to put him in at the moment.
0: Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, I think when we but- signed him, it was when we were playing the four, two, three, one, and that's the formation we signed him to play in, and now we've reverted back to the like five, two, one, two. Like it it doesn't necessarily suit his game style. But then bringing him on as a sub and changes our dynamic. And take when he takes like Dykes
3: off, it gives us an option. Yeah, Do you know what? Nothing he's quite, better. He's quite nothing, nothing better than seeing Austin as well. score the winner. He loves the club. You see his tweets, boys. Yeah, yeah. It's like he. It's like
2: he. Uh, he says he said it in one of his tweets. You know, it's my club. He kind of that oozes from him, doesn't it? That that that's what he just walks around like it. He, he owns the club a little bit, you know. Um, He's the main man. You can just tell, can't you, from from the way he is and the way he, when you see yeah. snippets on social media, you can just tell. Like, like When we were chatting at um, half-time during
1: the game yesterday, we were saying that he'd been quite quiet, hadn't he? But he shows you that that's the kind of striker he is. He can have a quiet game, but he still gets into the right areas. Because like you might experience, if Dykes, yeah. If that was Dykes or Bond, I don't think they would have made that run, that little bit of movement in the box where the ball fell. Do you know what I
2: mean? No, he didn't have that great a game, did he? We were chatting, oh. weren't we, during the game, and he and he was pretty poor. I mean, I'm sure he'll admit he wasn't the greatest. And, and when he plays in that, sort of, I, I, he played a bit like I know, not a Harry Kane, but in that coming coming deep to get it, trying to flick it on, trying to do it, it just wasn't coming off. But you know, with him, if, if it's in the box and he's got a chance, he.
3: He's gonna to to have it. a good
2: guy. Wow, well, it's gonna it's gonna end up in the, in the net more than it does in. Which, like you say, I think it was you, Brad, that said like Dykes and Bond at the moment. I mean, if a chance falls to them in the box, I don't. Know. God, I mean, Bond, mate. He, finishing wise, it looks like he could do it in the box. But Dykes, I don't. I don't. I don't, I
3: don't know. I'm not sure on Dykes myself, mate. If I'm honest, I just don't. I just don't know whether. I just, nothing's happening for him, is it? I know he's a target man, it, you know, he, he is what he is, you know, but I just don't think, I don't know, it's just not happening for him. Now, the only positive, like,
1: not the only one, but one of the positives I can see with Dykes is that his work rate and how much he works centre backs means that like, when we do bring on like Willock in the second half, like fresh legs and Dykes will grind defenders down and he does put, like, put his weight around and puts himself about and so
2: knackers out defenders but well, that's about the only thing he's contributing at the minute he's not yeah but that'll already go so far you know you, yeah. you know ultimately in this championship you need to be scoring goals I mean it's you know he I, I don't want to write him off at all because actually I can see he's got some key attributes you know he's, he win, he's good in the air um you know he works hard he, I think for the team I can see why warburton plays him because I think he does a lot you know I can see that but just I'm, when he gets the ball at this feet, I don't know where it's going to end up. And I don't even, you know, a 10 yard pass, five yard pass seems to be quite difficult for him at the moment. And I don't know whether it's just him, you know, being a bit out of form. I don't know. Or Austin's come in and I don't know. He's gone... he, even though it's galvanized the squad, it, I still feel like maybe him, I don't know. I just feel like he isn't.
3: It's like he's got a hot the take focal. At his feet.
2: Yeah, sometimes. And. He could do a goal and then we'll see you know, a couple of goals in a row and see if, if he can get some sort of momentum. But, you know, scoring penalties and working hard, you know, it, 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 it only goes so far in my, my book. But we'll see. I'm not writing him off though. I, there's enough in him to, to stick with him, you know. One thing I wanted to bring up from Brentford, which, and actually, is something that I've been thinking for a little while, and that's the fullbacks. And we can give a lot of stick, don't we? And We have done, yeah, because they've not been great. And and, and but I just feel that Kane, like I was watching the goals just a minute ago before I came on, and his ball for w- Wallace Wallace at the second one was was <laughs> what tremendous. I don't even know no one's what even grinder. mentioned that. It was a thirty yard pass, which straight to his what moving person as well, straight into his straight into his feet. I, I just and he I the way he first literally just... as
1: well. It just dropped, literally like pinpoint, over the defender's head for Wallace, didn't it? Like, but I think the, that's the best
2: ball I've ever seen him play. Yeah,
3: but the, going, the less going things, back to that, it's on, like he—it's it, rare, though, isn't it? It's rare he puts in a good delivery like that, and the crosses he does, and you know, it, it's rare that he beats a man, and he, he does make mistakes, but he has been—he has been playing well, but I just. I'm not, not sure on it, to be honest. I'm bit- no,
2: that's, that's fair enough. And I can understand it, that view, I guess, because he, 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 at times, I mean, he was at fault for the goal, silly free kick given away, not Mark and I, Tony, frustrating. So he's got that side of him. But I guess going for, he's putting balls in the box all the time, just because a ball, you know, if it hits the first man, which is annoying, then I get it. But, you know, if someone doesn't isn't there to edit, it's not really his fault. But, you know, I, I can see, the, the less these 2 fullbacks defend, for me, the better. You know, Wallace and Kane, They've got the two... They've got Dicky and Barbe behind them, filling in. Um, so, it's doing them both a favour defensively and they can both bomb 40. And I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've been... You know, especially Wallace, he's had to play against that Sar, and he, He's had to play against um, Elliott. He's had, Blackburn. he's had to play... Blackburn. Yesterday, he had to play against that Fossa, He had Bemba come on. That's four really good wingers that he's had to sort of do. And I just think, can't think of a time that he was really... Skinned or, 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 you know, made a mistake for the team. So you know, fair play to them. I, I feel like they're, you know,
3: they're in a bit of form. Yeah. For I think yeah. Wallace had a good game yesterday.
1: Yeah. So um, I think Cameron did as well. I saw an interesting stat about Cameron, and that when he's not played in our last ten games, we've lost every single game. Yeah, so under, like the last ten games, the, range, the last ten games he's missed for the club, we've lost every game. I think like he's in the back three. I think it works with him, Barbe and Dickie. I think they all complement each other. Um, what, what he
2: brings, Cameron, is is what we don't have. Is that he brings a bit a bit, of, a bit of that captain? You know, we call him Captain America. You, yeah, you yeah. he brings that to the team.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, just a quick one,
1: lads. Um, our guest has arrived. <laughs> So, I'll let him into the conversation. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, mate. Can you hear us? Tommy.
4: How are we doing? Uh, yeah, we're good. How, How, we are, doing? You? How you are you? Very good,
2: up, good
4: mate? mate. Good stuff. You good,
2: mate? You keeping safe?
4: Yeah, yeah. No, all good here. All fine. All fine. Yeah, um, yeah. which one of you wasn't well? Oh, it's uh, me. I've
3: got COVID. How I'm you right doing? Now. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. I've got I've got slight mild pneumonia from it, but antibiotics cleared up. I'm all right now.
4: Good. Good to hear. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Tommy, what you what you have you been up to since retiring? Um so you stayed in you football might... no, I'm not. No. no. Um, I kinda I... <sighs> it's always a tough one. Um I like a lot of footballers, kind of felt I didn't I needed to do my badges really. And to stay in football as a coach and I, I just felt I wasn't really up for doing that to be honest I kind of you speak to a lot of footballers they feel well you shouldn't really need a badge to tell you how to coach when you know you've done 20 years worth of football so I mean, I was quite ready for a fresh challenge so I ended up um buying an estate agency so I am so I've gone out <laughs> of the frying pan into the fire really what from one one profession uh which has got a bit of a, a reputation into another one, I guess. So um, yeah, I've always loved property. My old man's a, a chartered surveyor. Um, uh, okay. And that's kind of the link. So I've always, you know, we I've moved a lot, bought a lot, rented. So it just kind of it interests me. Um, I don't know if you know, but my brother played football as well. So he was a pro. Um, so he played. He came through at Watford. Yes. Yeah. Played yeah. for Mill didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he was yeah. at Millwall for about seven years, I think. Um, so he's three years younger than me. Um, and he was a bit the same as me. We were just like, look, let's, if we do something, let's maybe try and do it together. Um, so, yeah, we just bought into this estate agency and it's evolved now. So we've got that like, five offices and covered St Albans and Watford and Berkhamsted, which is the town we're from. That's near me, uh, that is. All I'm right, him, yeah. I've been here in him, Oh, yeah, okay. Well, look, I'm yeah. a Hemel lad, really. Yeah, I love you, a Hemel boy, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, went to Hemel school. Um, My parents grew up in Hemel. Um, So I spent a lot of my youth knocking around Coconut Club and things like that. <laughs> and, um, if you remember that, but, um, yeah. Right, it's not allowed out,
3: mate. This is where we are allowed out. She's got me on lockdown 24-7.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Must be happy at the moment, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Tommy, so, look, I think. Well, I really want to. We really want to get into a few points. I think probably some key points. some when I when I've asked around and when when we were going to get you on, there was a couple of a couple of questions which kept coming on. But I'll get to that in a bit. But what what I think we want to know is, you signed from Pompey, and I think it was a time when Portsmouth were um, going through a bit of financial trouble, if, if I remember right. Uh, how did it come about then? You moved
4: to QPR. Um. So, Neil. I had taken over and was obviously in charge and he tried to sign me a couple of years before and actually for a lot of my career, Neil was always, uh, Neil Warnock was, was kind of a bit of a fan of mine and um, he was at Sheffield United, I nearly signed there actually when I was at Derby. Um, When I was kind of 24, that didn't happen. I went to Watford. um, What you know, this was kind of five, six years later. I was at Portsmouth. Um, And yeah, look, QPR had a fantastic start to the season. I think they've won five on the bounce, top of the league. Look, there's a really good thing going on there. And Portsmouth were in dire straits. We started the season with, I think, about seven or eight pros. And that was it. We we had a load of lone players come in, a load of young lads. We just got relegated from the Premier League. It was, it was not a great kind of place to be at that time. And you could really see the momentum QPR had. I was a big admire of Neil. And it happened really quickly. I was I was lined up to go to Glasgow Rangers, actually, funny enough. And that had all been agreed, personal terms, the transfer fee, Um, me and my wife had kind of gone, oh my God, look, we're going to have to move up there. They were were playing Champions League football at the time. And for me, that was the massive appeal. appeal. So it looked like I was going up there and all of a sudden Portsmouth just pulled it and went, no, no, we don't want to sell you now. Um, And it fell through. And then a week later, uh, my agent called me and said, oh, I've had a bid accepted. And it was it was actually for less than what um, Rangers had offered. So it made no sense. And <laughs> I, I don't know why, I, I don't know what the reason was behind it. So I was like, perfect. Look. Probably Warnock, to- mate.
2: It's probably Warnock getting involved. <laughs> in <summer>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I know the rumours around Neil. For me, he's a great guy. And I've, I've, all I could say is, you know, nothing I ever knew of with him that was... I know there's always these questions about some of the old school managers, but... Um, did, you have any
3: close, did you have any close calls with him, or fallouts,
4: of all not? Um, no, not really. Look, I, I was I was really fortunate that I was with him when it was a real crest of a wave, and that season was just fantastic. Um, we did... He did... When he signed all the players in the Premier League, just as a transfer window closed, and Fernandes had taken over, he bought all these players in, and I had about two or three months where I wasn't playing, and we played a cup match where Milton Keynes in like December I think it was, and it was just before he got the sack. And he called me up on the Saturday night after the game and went, Tom, that I'm so good. I owe you a huge apology. I can't believe I haven't played you. You were brilliant today. It's exactly what we're missing. I've kind of had my head turned about other the new players, but you know, for the rest of the season, you're in. You're going to be playing. And no word of a like he got sacked the next
3: day. That's <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, And then um, and I hardly played after that. So um, look, it's one things, but um, hey. So how he, was the
2: club? he like God go I I like,
4: How was the
1: club at the time of the
4: takeover? Because obviously
1: for us as, as fans, we were like, promotion, yeah, we got like, take the Premier League and stuff, and then like nothing really happened, like no no one was coming in. And then, obviously, um, Fernandes brought the club quite quite close to the end of the window, didn't he? So, like, you players that were already there. Like, how was that
4: time? Um, look, you've got two sides to the story, I guess. You've got the players that were there at the time that got promoted, and I always think those players should be given a proper chance. And we actually had a, a relative, all right, we got spanked in the first game against Bolton at home. Bolton,
3: uh, yeah. Th-
4: yeah. I don't know where that came from. It's like, th- we weren't that bad. They just scored every chance they had. They knocked it in. No. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I just felt that we should have had more of a crack. The team that had a really good team spirit and what happened was all... And it just changed the whole dressing room and the atmosphere and it's bound to happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got no bad blood to, 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 the reasons why they come in. Um, you know, I, I, I think on really with, with, uh, Mark Hughes, but that that's another story, but I, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it, it's so hard for a manager. You get all this money thrown at you and you, we, we were doing all right, but I think you felt we needed a bit of extra quality, which we probably did. But I just think possibly some of the players that came in weren't there for the right reasons. And we, we lost that real togetherness that we had as a, court, a squad at that point.
2: When, when did you know that we were on to something good that season? I know you came in when we were sort of top of the league anyway. And, yeah. you know, I know Mackie was you know, scoring. We were doing really well. But was there a point when you thought, actually, we're, we're going we're to do this?
4: Um, yeah, look, there's, there's often a club, like I guess this season with Reading, they flew at the start and then yeah. suddenly drop off. dropped off. So, off. Yeah, and it happens quite a lot. Um, so I came in with my eyes open thinking that I'd, I'd had quite a successful, I'd, I'd had a promotion and, and had a good running championship team. So I kind of knew what was needed to get out of the league. Um, and I was really impressed actually when I came in. Um, there was just a really good blend of, players and experience and youth, and um, I think with Neil there as well guiding us, it, it was pretty pretty clear, I think, maybe after about the third or fourth game that uh, there was something special going on and that uh, we had a really, really good team and a good tight-knit squad that had some real talent in there, but also some really hard-working, tough players who, who wouldn't take any crap.
3: Going to talent, what what's your thoughts on Tarap?
4: Oh, um, it just the mercurial, just honestly, um, he, he was one of the, he's one of the most gifted players I've played with, without a doubt, if not the most gifted, um, he could nutmeg you from about five yards away, you know, it was <laughs> fun. And yeah, you still couldn't do anything about it, you know, you turn and the ball would be through your legs, and you're like, oh, for God's sake, and you would be grinning away, Um but that season, he was... I don't think I've seen a better individual performance over a season um, from one player. He was just untouchable. Um, yeah. But uh, remarkably, off the pitch, didn't reflect what he was doing on the pitch. He was... I think he's one of the only players I've seen that have put on weight through the season in the Championship. <laughs> you know, you play for <laughs> your games and they're thick and fast. And yet, he was managing to put on weight. Yet, he seemed to get better. But the... The worse he looked after himself off the pitch, the better he seemed to get. So he he was just like God at that time in the in the training training ground. So he could do what he wanted, really.
2: Did he have an attitude problem? I know that a lot of people say, I mean, I, I maybe across the whole two years you were there, but I know because it's always good to do when he, when we're doing well. You know, maybe you might have seen a different different attitude. But did he have one? Was his attitude an issue?
4: Yeah, look, I'm. I, I think the talent he he's got, he should have had a far better career. Um, and what he did in the time at QPR, particularly that period, he should have gone on to bigger and better things. He should have been playing for a big Premier League club. But he, what held him back was his attitude, and um, he, he had to be really closely man managed. And Neil seemed to have that down to a tee. Um, And that's like you've touched on well and good when you're tearing things up, you can overlook all the problems and the issues that you probably would have brought and did bring to a point where his professionalism was was probably questioned a number of times, but you kind of get that, I think, with those kind of talents that you've got to just try and keep them focused and, and let them get away with it because they're doing what they're doing on the pitch and and it was kind of like just that balance and Neil seemed to find that. Um, but we had we had look uh, behind the scenes, not loads, but there, there were a number of issues that that went on through that season. Now, I think if Neil wasn't in charge, probably. You know he'd have found himself probably with a couple of clumps in around the ear because there was a few players that wanted to rip his head off at some time.
2: <laughs> Tommy, Is did it, you um... get fined? I, I saw something, I saw something a little while ago. Did you get fined for passing the ball to him in your own half? I don't know, it stayed um, in my head for years.
4: Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't, um, it, we didn't get fined, but it was something that we were told. Not you know, don't do it. Don't give him the ball in our half. That's a, bit of a liability. Um, don't do it. So yeah, look, it was it was very much as soon as you get in the final third, look for him and give him the ball. If he's on, give it to him. Otherwise, you would Neil would be screaming at you from the side, give it to Adele, give it to Adele. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there was a bit where you know if he was in our half, it was he was he was more of a liability, really, because he'd still be trying his nutmegs and croich turns and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Did you? Um, is there any stories about Trap Must be one that you can think of where he. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can imagine the dressing room just getting mad at him in games. Yeah.
1: Or is uh, a story before the Barnsley game? Isn't there? Barnsley yeah. away game? Where he was away for a few days or something, wasn't
4: he? Yeah, there was there was a few. that Barnsley was the typical. um yeah, like he, he rocked up. I don't think he was down to play and didn't want to play and the, the gaffer had to try and get him up there and he didn't want to travel because I think we were doing one of these four or five days where we were playing up, up in the north. So we played and he we was staying up to then play the next game and he didn't want anything to do with that. He's like, "Now I'll go back to Paris. And and so he rocked up yeah, just before the game and scored within about five minutes. And <laughs> I, I needed to wander around for the rest of the game and not really do anything, but... We won 1 0. So that's Adele. Um, I think the biggest thing that stuck in my mind was uh, we played Hull away, I think it was. And he he was having a shocker. So for about 20 minutes, he didn't keep the ball, kept giving it away. The fans were on him. Um, and he went over to the side and asked to be subbed off. And the manager and Neil said, No, you're not coming off. And he went, Well, I want to come off. And they went, Well, are you staying on. So he literally just stood by the sideline uh for the rest of the half and the lads wanted to kill him at half time like we had a couple of tough like sean derry clint hills paddy <laughs> wanted to rip his head off um and the gaffer had to say look anyone touches him, you're getting a week's wages fine leave him alone um, almost so, oh like
3: god
0: yeah
4: yeah <laughs>
2: I want to, I, one. One question I want to ask, which is one which divides QPR fans. He's it, it, got a bit of a love hate relationship, I think. And, and actually, when I hear uh, professionals talk about him again, it's pretty split. I don't know. You know, some of them like, some of them like, some of them don't. What was Joey Barton like when you were there?
4: Um, it's a good question. He's uh... <laughs> 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 I got to
3: think about this one.
4: Yeah, you do. Um. I no, mean, I, I really enjoyed my time playing with Joe. Um, what he is, he's a very kind of, he's quite, a, he's quite a confrontational kind of character. I think without even him realising, he's, he's he's always in people's, he's just very loud. Um, he's always got an opinion. Um, and, you know, in the dressing room, you get quite a lot of people like that. So it's not unusual. Um I could see why he could rub some people up the wrong way. But to be honest, I thought he was great. I thought he was a really good lad in the dressing room. He worked his socks off in training. He had a great attitude when he was on the pitch. He worked his socks off. He wanted to drive other people forward. So I, I, I really liked him. I, you know, I had no issues with him. I know he, he's got a really check past pass before he signed a QPR. And I, I think, you know, a lot of that's his past and, um, Kind of probably his childhood coming up and whatnot, and you know. But I think um, on the whole, he, he's a really good lad. I think he 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 just learned a lot of tough lessons on the way, but incredible talent actually. I mean, he was fit and got around the pitch well, and was was a really good midfielder. Excellent,
2: excellent. Um, so you, I know I just want to touch it a little bit. I know you, we, Mark Hughes. You said you didn't massively um, see eye to eye. No, it seems to be that seems to be a general theme with a lot of the players. W- w- why was that? What did he do? So, what was so was it co- completely different way of managing to Warnock?
4: Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, they were very different. So Neil's a real man manager, a real impact manager, I guess I'd call him. Where you don't see a lot of them through the week, but then Thursday, Friday, they'll come in and they'll be on the training pitch a bit more, and 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 then we'll have a break from you as a team so you're not constantly hearing the same voice all the time and that was similar kind of like graham taylor and people like that that are a bit more kind of old school in the way they think that so they don't need to be on the training pitch every day a lot of the younger modern managers want to be on the training pitch every day and control everything you know and and want to know exactly who where you are all the time control the staff control the players, whereas I think the older managers that I've worked with, particularly you know the big managers, were far more take a big back step, and they just as long as you're doing it on the Saturday, that's all they. That's really the main focus for them. So Mark came in and was he was completely the opposite, quite quiet, um, had a very different philosophy um, about training and about how to play. And I don't know. I mean, for me, I just. I just didn't really like his his ways and the way he went about dealing with things. Um, and, you know, he comes with a, he had a massive playing football career. And I used to love him when I was younger watching him. I mean, he was, he was one Great of the... Great player, was oh, Yeah, oh, incredible. When played in a man-new team that you could not love at that time, you know, as gigs was coming through and Leeds Sharp and, you know, Cantonars And, he, you know, he was a massive part of that. And... So already he's got a big kind of aura coming in and you've got this huge kind of respect for him, but he just, yeah, he just really let me down. And I don't know, he just lacked any personality, to be honest. Um, And we, I don't know, the way he dealt with me personally, um, he's the only real manager I've ever fallen out with. And I don't really know why he just refused to talk to me, did his utmost to get rid of me, you know, had me in training at nine in the morning, at five at night, refused to even have a meeting with me. Um, it was it was a really bizarre time. And, you know, I, I'm i quite an old-fashioned pro, got my head down, worked hard in the dressing room. Well, you know, I'm not a massively loud character, but I always felt I added something to a dressing room, you know, and at that stage I was 30-odd. Got the club, promotion was a big part of that, and I just felt... I've just been treated really really poorly um so it was a real sour note for me, which is such a shame because yeah you know, I, I don't you know I've still got fantastic memories of qPR but it was just it was just a real shame it ended on that note really so
1: did you feel like that completely like tarnished like how you felt about the club when you left or was it more just no. him personally and like you still like, felt the club obviously you had the promotion so that was a good moment but the way you kind of were forced out, almost.
4: Do you feel like? That? Yeah, I I felt um, uh, I'd come from Portsmouth and we'd had a really tough season in the Premier League, but i would kind of felt um, if if I just got a good opportunity in a in a good team in the Premier League, I could really establish myself as a as a Premier League player, and that was my aim. So yeah. to get promoted with QPR in a good team. I kind of felt I deserved a bit more of an opportunity. And actually, I felt when I played, I did quite well. I got a couple of goals that season. I think I put in a handful of starts. Um, So I kind of felt I'd done enough to justify a chance. And I just felt I didn't get it. And I felt like he came in. um, And fair enough, had his own ideas and wanted his own players. But then I think you need to treat players with respect, particularly I think players, you know, such as me, Joey was one of us. Joey ended up getting shipped out to Marseille on loan. It was yeah. me, Paddy Kenny was another one. Um, who else? Jay Boothroyd was there. Uh, he got treated the same way. Um, there, there was a few of us: Luke Young, um, all kind of good pros that I, I felt had a good attitude, and we, we wanted to be part of it. But we came in for the first day of pre-season, and we were given a slot 30 to meet on the first day back. So you're like, okay, we're obviously doing some testing. It's quite normal. So we get in and no one's there bus, bar off, I think that's five or six of us. DJ Campbell was the other one as well. Um, and there was no one there. Everyone, the whole of the first team squad had been in, trained and gone. And there was just the physio there. And we had to ask him and say, oh, what are we doing? And he went, do you not know? And he said, No, what? He said, Oh, you're not in his plans this season. The first team have been in, they've trained, they've all gone. There's no session for you guys. You can go in the gym if you want, or you can go home. And the first day oh, back yeah. pretty I mean, that was so, a real. Day. You are kidding. So, yeah, frustrating, frustrating. Yeah. And that lasted until the end of August because, you know, they had a couple of years left I think, on my contract in the club wanted me to leave and I said well you know I, I don't really want to leave I want to try and work hard and get in the team and then making it clear that wasn't going to happen so yeah it's a real shame real shame in the end yeah
1: obviously you like briefly touched on some of the goals you like you said you scored a few goals in that season obviously you got scored the winner against Everton obviously the first win mm-hmm. back in the Premier League for 15 years like was that like feeling for you and the team? like to get that first win
4: Ah, oh, incredible. Well, that, that's one of the highlights of my career, really. Um, just, we went up to Everton with a real beleaguered squad. We had loads of injuries. Um, everyone had written us off. I remember really well Patrick Adjuman played up front and he hadn't really played and hadn't trained that much. And I remember he got, like, stretched off after about <laughs> 80 minutes. And he said he had full body cramp, but he said he couldn't move because <laughs> he had worked that hard for about a year. He uh, was fine. Yeah, him, no problem. Yeah, but he said I had full body cramp. He said every part of my every muscle in my body, he said, it was cramping, and he just said I couldn't move. Um, and we went and won one, one nil, and you know I scored. It was it was a really good goal. I felt and yeah, a know, it was. a
3: was Would you say yeah, it was was really good? Would you say it was your favourite
4: goal? Or against or the Watford one. Um,
3: the Wigan, the Wigan
2: one was good as well. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah the Wigan one's probably one that gets mentioned the most to me from QPR fans. Um, I, don't, I don't, that's a really tough question. Um, they're just both. The Watford goal was obviously massive for a very different reason, um, yeah. and then this again was kind of like the next step in the journey. So it it's hard to compare. I mean. I'd probably say the Watford goal was probably one that I think, looking back, had the biggest emotional reaction to it for um, yourself. Yeah, yeah, we had the whole season riding on that. We had the points deduction going on, and and I don't know. It just you could just see when we scored the the, the reaction from the players, just the relief you could see. Um, so that that was a really big moment. Yeah,
1: how did I speak about like the points deduction? Oh. I'll say, how did the point, like, the point of like like the whole like, Ali Fahlin situation, how did that affect the squad? Like, were you aware well, of what was going on or?
4: Yeah, yeah, no, we were really aware. That I, I felt really this is where Neil came into his own because we never really felt it was going to happen. And I think that was him protecting us hugely. Just, He just kind of say, oh, don't worry, it'll be fine, lads. You know, these things happen. The club are dealing with it. You know, it's never been, it's nothing, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. And we just kind of were like, oh, okay, all right, well, that's fine. And I think it was probably a lot worse for other people like yourselves and fans looking in thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, what's yeah. going to happen? And yeah. we, we, is, this, is this real? But I think for us, we were just so focused on on the games and training and, and I think having Ali in the team and speaking to him about how it all came about and, how, you know, uh, it kind of is such a, a strange way of agents working with these South American players. But, yeah, you know, I, th- I I don't know, we kind of felt for him more than anything. You know, I think if, if, we, if we'd got the points deduction, he solely would have been, like, he'd have been a broken man because he would have blamed himself and it obviously wasn't his fault. But you can see it weighing on his shoulders. So I think for us, that was the biggest thing was, you know, it, he didn't get, dragged down with that and obviously we got cleared so you could just see the relief in him. How good was Ali? Because from a
2: QPR fan perspective, he's very very highly thought of and whenever I speak to it, hear or or see anyone talking about him in and around that time or actually the majority of the time he was at the club, they've always got good stuff to say about him as a footballer. Obviously you'd agree with that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was—he was a really good player, really good, um, great left foot, good engine, technically very good, um, really committed, and a really nice lad as well. Um, so yeah, top, top, top pro, top lad. Um, you know, and he again, we were so lucky at that time. We had so many good players and good, just good guys that were just around the dressing room that added something a bit different and. He was
3: do you, still, do you still talk to any of them Tommy?
4: yeah yeah i do on occasions yeah there's uh, yeah kind of jamie mackie and sean derry I, I I kind of speak to um is there anyone else from that squad um yeah on occasions you kind of bump into people or see them at places but um yeah it was it was i mean it's funny with football you just when you move on to a new club, you keep in touch with everyone for a little while, and then suddenly you've got 30 new best mates, and that, that kind of takes over. over. Yeah, it's really. It's like for
3: us, when we get a new job, it's the same, isn't it?
4: <laughs> it yeah, it is, technically, <laughs> definitely. And you kind of go, yeah, of course I'll keep in touch, and you do, and then it gradually just ebbs away, and yeah. then you move again, and, you know, it, it generally is only two, three, four years you're at a club, and then suddenly you've got a whole new group of best mates and a new WhatsApp group, and you're in a different area normally yeah. and your whole life changes. So it's, you do keep in touch, but it, it's more sporadic. Going back to that squad, I uh, just want to ask you a
3: couple of quickfire questions. Yeah. Um, QBR 5 aside team, excluding yourself,
4: Yeah. who would you pick? Oh, that's such a tough question. Um, <laughs> you know what? Like, uh, if, um, one player that really stood out and I'm not going to put him in the team, but I, I wanted to mention that I thought Carl Walker when he came was the yeah. right back. I've never seen anyone with an engine like him who, 90th minute, he'd be running 100 miles an hour overlapping me as a right winger. And I'd have nothing <laughs> left in the tank. And he was failing <laughs> past me like it was the first minute. And I'd be like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He was phenomenal. I mean, it hasn't surprised me, you know, the career he's gone on to have. Um, you know, he was fantastic. Um, so obviously, Paddy Kenny in goal just he was incredible that season. Um, so you probably got to have two defenders. Um, it's got to be Clint Hill because he was just a a bit of a legend and a wholehearted player, but very underrated. One of those you need a Clint Hill in in your squad, sitting in the championship. Tough, tough cookie. You don't want to mess with him, but honest as well. Honest as the day is long. And a good guy, really good guy to have around. Um, so, Clint. Um, tough one. Um, alongside him, I'll probably have Bradley Orr, I think. Um, the right back for that season, who, um, again, a bit of an unsung hero, I thought. Was, he is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah Scouts all-
2: they yeah. as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get mentioned off, often enough, Bradley, or he was no,
4: excellent he, that season. I, he had a really, really good season and a mm. really good lad as well, with a real leader on the pitch and off the pitch, um, seven or eight out of ten every week, mm. kind of knew what you're going to get. And you kind of need players like that when you get promoted. Um, so it's got to then be... Midfield, you've got to be Sean Derry. I mean, again, good friend of mine, but just, I think he, he was a real driving force for us um, on and off the pitch again. Look, we had so many big characters that he, for me, was, was. I know Adele was captain, the so-called captain. <laughs> yeah. he, Sean and Clint Hill were really the, the guys that 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 were the real kind of captains behind him and, and so I'd have put Deser in there. Um, and then of course Adele's got to go in there for a bit of magic. Um, and then my old mate Hyder I'd put Hyder up front. Oh, oh, Hyder, oh, Hyder. Oh, Hyder. <laughs> love Hyder. So uh, good in the air.
3: So good in the air, wouldn't he? So good in the air. I've played <laughs> three,
4: three clubs with Hyder. Um, and uh, Watford when he came over from Iceland, QPR, and then we followed each other to, to Cardiff after. Great lad, great player, just an absolute Viking, like a warrior. Um probably not ideal for five a side but just,
3: just a great... <laughs> I was going to say that <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just saying in case it kicks off isn't he yeah
4: exactly <laughs> but
2: I've
4: gone you've for... got a hard
2: team there Tommy if yeah. it does kick yeah. off
4: you... yeah I've got a team no one's to mess with and then just give it to Adele which is pretty <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: much <laughs> one. Yeah. and then another question Royal yeah. Rumble who wins yeah
4: oh uh, <laughs> who wins Sean Derry um, surely
2: I tell you what, no. Do you know? Yeah, I think
4: Clint life? Hill. But do you know who frightened the life out of me? Um, was Fittall. Fittall. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was massive, Joker. wasn't he? Oh, I got his shirt. however oh, you? The yeah, yeah. He showed there, and he just had a way about him. I never quite knew if he was <laughs> me or not. I was just <laughs> lovely lad, actually. But yeah, I mean, he was—he was a big lad, big lad. Um, so I—I I definitely.
3: But I've put my money on fit on fits. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it
1: for me, Ben. <laughs> um, me, I was going to say um see during that um the promotion season, you scored the last minute penalty against Pompey. Like, how was that going back to their place, obviously when you joined from them? Was that a, like a, like a sweet moment or is it a bit like didn't want to serve it too much.
4: No, no, a massive moment. Loved it. Yeah. Um, but well, it's it's one of those things, it's um for me always a penalty is a real test of your character and your nerve. Mm. Um and I took penalties at most of the clubs that I went to because I always want to put like fate in my own hands, I guess. Um and that one nil down last minute against the club. Literally, I think I'd left them two weeks earlier. And I don't know, it was just one of those moments I'm just like, I'm taking this. Um, it was never a penalty either, by the way. I know.
3: <laughs> no, but we were,
4: oh, were, <laughs> we were yeah. there. Oh, yeah. you?
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, I crossed it. Nowadays, it's probably been given. But back then, it was, you know, it was ridiculous. It couldn't have gone out the way of it. Um, no, and I was just like, no, absolutely, I want to take this. And I, I'd not... with was a real, for me... It was such a massive move for me at the time when I went there and it ended up being such a damp squid. It was Premier League team, really good move. And literally, I think it paid for the first couple of months. We went into administration. We really struggled. They brought in 15 lone players and I was in and out of the team a lot. We got relegated. And it was just... Uh, and I, I don't know, it was just... I've got a lot of respect for Portsmouth and the club, fantastic fans. But yeah, just it was nice to kind of score and just go, you know, I'm I've got a bit more to offer than I think you guys saw from me. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of why it was quite a big moment, you know, that it's kind of me, chest out, going, yeah, look, this is this is actually who I am as a player, um, and I hope I hope they respected that. really. Yeah.
2: So in your career, what, what was what was the? If you're looking back at the whole career, what was the? What was the biggest highlight that you from in your from your perspective?
4: Um, God, I'm really fortunate. I've got a number of moments that I can look back on um, and be really proud of. Um, you've won three promotions from the championship. Yeah, Watford as a kid, and um, which I was kind of a. I played a few games that season, but more a squad player. Obviously, the promotion with QPR, and then went on to Cardiff, got a promotion there. Um, so it's so hard because you know when you talk about promotion season, there's just so many highs throughout that season. For example, you know with QPR, it was you know just a joy going out every week and uh, and playing in such a good team, kind of almost knowing, look, we're going to win again, and it would you know your confidence is so high um it's just it's fantastic, and I think you know those that final game against Leeds at loftus road we've already got promoted it's a bit of a carnival atmosphere, and it yeah that that's fantastic those moments just um yeah you never forget really and that and I had that at Cardiff as well, like a fantastic promotion and yeah you know, those are the real probably the two standout points I would say for me the two kind of days where you've got the last home home league game and the all the fans are there and it's, you know, a real carnival atmosphere. You can't, you can't beat that.
2: Did you like playing at Loftus Road? Was it, was it a good, love. you know, I know it's difficult in it because you've got the fans right on you. And I know it's, a lot of people say that sometimes they didn't enjoy it as much, but it's enclosed, yeah. isn't
3: it?
4: It's, it's very enclosed ground, isn't it? Very, very, but I love those grounds. They're the, for me, they're the favourite, like Goodison Park's a bit the same. You, you've got the crowd right on top of you. Um, I love, I love that. For me, they're the fav, my favourite places to go. And yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed coming to Loftus Road. I, I'd scored when I came with Derby and with Watford. Um, I just always kind of felt it was one of those grounds that I just liked playing on. Actually, my first senior goal was, was at Loftus Road. Again. <laughs> I was 17, I think. I just came on a sub for Watford and scored. And, you know, so it's always just a nice, a nice stadium to come. Um, I've always loved it.
2: New Watford fan? Is that, I know you grew, grew up around there and you played for them. Uh, were, were you, is that who you supported when you were growing up?
4: So I'm kind of like from a mixed household. My dad's a Geordie, so he's a massive Newcastle fan, and all his family lived up in Newcastle, and he came down when he was about 15. So him and his old man and my my grandpa were massive Newcastle fans. But then my mum was born and bred Watford with a real hardcore Watford fans as uh, a family. So we kind of, growing up in Hemel or on the edge of Hemel, we go to Watford all the time. Um, So that's kind of the team I grew up watching with Luther Blissett and John Barnes and yeah, yeah, good and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, really good team. But then when I was old enough, probably, and when, actually, when Newcastle started getting good, when Kevin Keegan took over <laughs> um, at like 13, 14, we all jumped on the bandwagon, well, I, I jumped on the bandwagon should I say, because my old man was like should we go and watch them? And I was like, yeah. So I just got a bit sucked into the, to the black and white and the Geordies, and so we used to if ever they played in and around London we'd go and watch Newcastle play um, and that was the Andy Cole, Peter and Lee Clark kind of team that were just phenomenal. So I think that, that, that's probably my favourite memories growing up, was, was going to places like Nottingham and Millwalls and Bristol, I was going to watch Newcastle play and hold on like thousands of Newcastle fans, uh, nutcases, and sitting in with them, <laughs> and a deluxe, 13, 14-year-old boy going, Jesus Christ.
3: Growing it's- up, Tommy, who was your,
4: who's your uh, biggest icon? Who
3: did you look up to? Um... I don't, I it's
4: kind of, as a kid, I didn't really, I didn't really, there wasn't one, I think, because football wasn't on Italy that much when I was that young. So it wasn't like you kind of could watch that much of it. So I get bits and bobs. i more all watched the Italian football on Sunday nights. I used to love Marco Van Basten. Um, oh,
2: yeah. I used to love that channel. Was it Channel 4 with the bold guy? Yeah. Yeah. He was
4: presented, <laughs> didn't he? yeah. Yeah. I used to love uh, that. Gazzetta Football Italia, or yeah. yeah, and so yeah, Sunday religiously would watch that probably more than anything else. So I love Marco van Basten, but I never really watched him that much. Just the highlights of him scoring every Sunday. <laughs> but then yeah, probably probably that Newcastle team. So um, yeah, when I got into like the teams, like Andy Cole, Peter Beardsley were probably the two that I really loved and kind of thought they really. I wanted to kind of emulate them. Um, so they were probably the biggest two that i followed
2: Before we let me go, we've got we have got Paddy on, Paddy Kenny on in a couple of weeks. I think he's All got right. a meant to promote us. <laughs> I think he's promoting. Oh a book really? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. <laughs> so we're gonna get him on. Is there anything you got anything you want to uh, you want to say to him or you want us to ask him? <laughs>
4: okay. Um any stories? stories? <laughs> or, or any stories about Paddy Kenny you can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um any stories about Paddy Kenny? Um I don't know to be honest um he seems a nutcase he's like he would be good to go out with for a night out he was good yeah yeah he was a bit of a loose cannon definitely yeah after a few beers um <laughs> yeah he, he's got a few stories to be fair paddy i don't know what he'd be willing to tell you but um <laughs> there's there's a bit of a past with uh, him but no he's a great lad and to be honest he he was one of the single kind of characters I felt, or players that, that got us up that year. I mean, he saved us in so many games. He was you got, he got was player good. of the year, didn't he that year? Yeah, he did. And over Adele. I mean, that that tells its own story when you've got a player like Adele scoring mm-hmm. over many nineteen and assisting sixteen, I think Adele that season, which is just ridiculous. So. Ridiculous. He he was incredible, Paddy. Paddy. So um, um, yeah, no. Say hello, for me. I Haven't um I'm
1: yeah, I will. Um, is it it's true right. that he, um Paddy Kenny used to come down on a Thursday and he didn't train all week?
4: Um yeah, that happened a bit. That that went on a fair amount. Not just Paddy. <laughs> there was a few. There was a few <laughs> like
1: that. They're all favourites. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Look, it was good like that, Warnock. If you said to him, I need a few days off, he'd just go, yeah, no problem, just take it. Um, so some would do it more than others. Adele, of course, most of the season, you wouldn't see him until Friday morning, of which he'd come <laughs> in for a rub, no joke, he'd just come in um, and lie on the bed and get a massage and disappear off. That, that was <laughs> Paddy's week. Paris, <laughs> five days. quick <laughs> rub and and play on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, there was a few like that. But, um, yeah, Paddy was a good guy, though. Look, when when you're doing what he did on the pitch I and mean, Adele, likewise, you can't, you can't argue. Cool. Top man, mate. Well, thanks for
2: coming on. We thought we let you get back yeah, to yeah. you, did. Um, thanks, But, yeah. Really nice. good nice. talk. Right well, thank you, Thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. Nice
3: one.
4: Cheers,
3: mate. Place you go. Cheers, Cheers, lads. Uh, cheers, done, mate. Take care. Yeah. Bye, mate. Well, lads, hey. what a bloke. Oh, top geezer. Nice guy. What a bloke.
2: Nice guy. I, I think, he, you know, what was key about that is about a little bit like he felt like he was uh, bobbed out a little bit. You know, that was obviously a clear frustration for him, but... Oh, but yeah. the thing is, like, he, he played a key, a
1: key role in getting us promoted. Like, you forget some of the goals Hadn't he scored it? were quite crucial goals. Do
3: you know, do you know yeah. what I love? I love, I love, you know, how we don't know back then what the players were going through, you know what I mean? Like, in, in the training ground and who would have thought five players would have come to the thing and the physio would have been telling them you're not being picked for the first oh, team. How gutted you would feel, do you know what I mean? As a pro. Yeah. Uh, you can, yeah, you can it's, really it's see why insight. so many
1: uh, ex-pros speak yeah. so poorly of Mark Hughes. Mm.
2: Mm. All right, then. well, let's quickly move on to Bournemouth there. What, what do we think? What's that? Saturday, same, old, oh, same they team. they well, haven't lost, to... have they? In
1: four Bournemouth, is already been appointed yet. I'm not sure. I
2: see that happening, can't I see know. it.
1: I, the thing is, you don't want them to get a manager before the weekend
3: and have that new manager bounce. But yeah. listen, listen, they're, they're they're a tough, they're a tough team. But you could say the same with Brentford, Blackburns. What you no, know, we've beat them, we've, we've, take, we've taken what we've taken nine points. so... As we're going at the moment, I think we can we could get something out of it. To be honest,
1: well, form wise, only Swansea playing better than us, is not
3: that? I'd just like to know if what team you go. Same team, Benfield in, Will look. What what do you think? I'd, it'll go same team. Everyone, if everyone's fit, it'll pick the same yeah. eleven, definitely.
2: Don't you know? Yeah. You don't change. Your, yeah. You don't change your winning team. I know that wow. if, you know the subs made a big difference, but I think he'll. I think he'll stick.
1: Yeah. I think it's like we didn't play well and we got the results so I think they'll probably be expecting a reaction anyway from the players on Saturday.
3: Yeah.
2: One player I want to end on I think and I want to talk about a little bit is Barbe. I mean I, I don't know what's happened to him this season but he's just turned into Popeye. I don't know. He's just everywhere. <laughs> he's everything. You know, yeah, he's it's fit. Last season he was mistakes. He was getting skinned or this season he just I don't know what it is. He seems to have got an extra yard, a bit of pace. He seems to his passing seems to be less, but better quality as well. And and um, it, I think he's just been brilliant this season. I know Diang and Dicky have got a lot of praise, but for me, he's so he's, it, he's fast. Do
1: you think it's because he's got Diang behind him? He have they have the players have that confidence that he's going to pull off a save if they make a make an error. Like, I just so think you, he's
3: in play.
1: Do you know, you play better you, when you know the people behind you
3: is solid. You play that little bit more freedom, a little bit more relaxed. Mm. I think he's just enjoying his football, isn't he? And he, every week, if you're playing week good week in week out, you're enjoying your game. The consistency is always there, isn't it? He's just been brilliant. But he suits a five personally. Are you? You know. Yeah. Um,
2: it just fits him perfectly. He gets a bit more time on the ball. He's got Cameron there to, as well. He just sort of mops up and floats around, makes lots of fouls. But he does a bit of the job that Barbie doesn't have to do. Yeah. And it frees him up a little bit. Except, but like I said, he, he's, yeah, I mean, you know, in the air, he just seems better. He just, he just see, everything he's doing just seems better this season. So, yeah, I just thought I'd mention
3: yeah. what a great Brilliant. season he's having.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, no, he's been definitely like one of our stand-up players, especially in the last, like, month. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: I've played to Warbs as well. Um, you know, I, yeah. did I want him out? Did we all want him out, probably, Did we think that we, you know, but he's turned well, he, it around, and yeah, long may it continue.
1: Well, you think, when we um, did the first episode, Ben, me and you, we we were both there, we are thinking we got at the end of the season, didn't we? We did, yeah. Like, if he keeps, like, does he perform in the way they are? Like, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't give him a new contract. Okay, we had a blip. As long as this isn't like a purple patch and this form continues to the end of the season, we push on and finish as high as possible. Then why not give him another year?
3: Yeah. Oh, I
2: Great. don't know, mate. early for that. I saw that. I saw that on social media. Someone said, "Give him a contract," and I uh, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not
1: saying yet. Yeah, not saying yet. Yeah. But if if the form continues for like another month or two. And um, we're comfortably safe. Do you know what I mean? And the team's pro- pro- progressing.
2: Yeah. Like, I tell you what, who's at the, have you seen the bottom of that table? I tell you, Birmingham and Sheffield Wednesday are banging trouble, aren't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Birmingham boys. Ooh.
2: I think they, <laughs> two that's... clubs in dire straight. I mean, you know, I know that we give Fernandes a lot of stick, and rightly so. But we look at the club. But I'll tell you what, there's we're we're a million miles away from that. In relation to how poorly run and, and what the oh, financial state they're in, you, you know, um, so just yeah, I mean they're they're in big trouble. But um, all right, well let's we'll catch up next week. Let's hope for a good result. Yeah, what yeah. Any predictions. What were my predictions last? Week? We all said I said two two, didn't I? Brent? I said did two I? one. No, I said yeah.
1: what did I say? We didn't do predictions, yeah, think, did yeah. we? Because it was a boring game. Brent,
2: Oh yeah, that was was the Robben
1: game. Got called off,
2: didn't it? Well, none of us got it wrong then.
1: No.
3: (laughs) I'm gonna go. I reckon. Go on, Brad. I'm gonna go two all. Yeah, fair shout. Two all, yeah. Ben. I'm gonna go
2: one all. I'm gonna go Dykes. He's gonna come up. He's gonna come up with a goal. I don't
1: know why. But he's gonna shim one in. I yeah,
2: think you've got more you chance so of
1: Barber ex- scoring. Barber? Uh, I Duncan needs my else. Terrible. Leave, leave my barnet alone, you. <laughs> All right, boys, um, did you want to end on a quiz, or do you want to just
3: end it today? How many... Go on, end on a little quiz, then. Double, oh, go oh, on, I've, got little quiz, I've got a little Question. quiz a little
1: for you. I'm not, it's not higher and lower, this one. It's who scored more. Ooh, so so, not, so you get options, you've got to tell me who scored more, and they're quite I've been it quite hard. All right. So come to but, me first,
3: because this is a brother quiz going on there. I need
4: to uh, beat him.
1: <laughs> right, go on. Then. So this is Premier League goals for QPR only. Okay. Brad. Charlie Austin. Yeah. yeah or your namesake, Bradley Allen.
3: Oh, the most? <laughs> this, this is probably simple, isn't it? But it, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go Charlie Austin. Ooh. No,
2: well, I would say Charlie Austin, but because you're asking the question, I, you wouldn't rather, would you? Say I'm gonna go Charlie Austin as well. Oh, boys, it's not. It's Bradley Allen, mate. Ah.
1: Oh. Charlie Charlie Austin got 18 in one season for us. Bradley Allen got 20,
3: so it was close. Just had, what what a name, by the way, boys. Bradley Allen. <laughs> I so I was a story you say, that, that. I thought you'd like that. A funny one.
2: story that. When Bradley was when Bradley was born, he was he was named Bradley Allen, and then and <laughs> a week later he left. <laughs> the first had already been signed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's he still a oh. legend, you know, though, <laughs> isn't he?
2: See if we can get All
1: right. on one day. Well, right. Ben, I'll go to you first, this one. Again, Premier League goals only. Who scored more? Jamie Mackey or Andy Sinton? Sinton. You sure? Well, no, well, no. well not now you said it like
2: that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Sinton.
1: All right. Brad, what do you reckon, mate?
3: I'm just going to be awkward and go with Mackey.
1: Right, well, obviously I'm going off the stats i got so I, I'm assuming these are correct these are from the Premier League website it was actually Mackie Mackie got nine Premier League goals for us oh. Sinton only got seven
2: <laughs> I'm having a right?
1: <laughs> well, i tried to get them as close like, like really tricky ones so All right, Brad next one for you mate more Premier League goals Bobby Zamora or Trevor Sinclair
3: oh Zamora ben, I'm going to go Zamora Sinclair I'm going to go Sinclair I'm going to go Sinclair
1: mate you know what there's one goal in it one of them scored nine one of them scored ten uh, Sinclair didn't well,
2: score
1: ten yeah, Sinclair Sinclair. Yes. Sinclair got ten what? Bit, of a, bit of a left nice. field goal here alright Ben who scored more goals Patrick ajiman yeah, this is just general goals, yeah?
2: Or Mark Nygaard? <laughs> well, because uh, well, you're asking it, I'm going to go Nygaard because otherwise <laughs> there would be no way you'd be in here. <laughs>
1: I've, I've, I've picked players that have, have a similar record, so they're close.
2: I can't believe Nygaard scored a Premier League goal. No, they're not Premier
1: League goals, those two. These two are just like goals for QPR.
2: Oh, right. Well, I'd go man then. Who? Who? <laughs> big Pat. I'll go Big Pat.
3: Right, Brad, who are you going for? I'll go Andy, back because I, I don't want to say the other name. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're both right. You're both right. All right. <laughs>
1: last last one, then. Last one. We won't go and, right, Brad. it's you, then. So, these are back back to Premier League goals now. Triple C, say.
3: Yeah. Or Andy Impey. Uh, I'm going to go Impy. Oh,
1: ben, what are you going for, mate?
2: I'd have got MP, yeah.
1: Yeah, Andy Impey. What? Well done, boys. That's it. Quiz over. I think Brad won
3: that, didn't he? Also, I did dunk. <laughs> I'm guessing, really. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. i guessing. Well,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. well, You've you lost the
2: quiz, Ben. What's going on? I'm going to sulk now.
3: His phone will be going off now.
2: All right, that's well. um, We'll end it there. Um, We'll get together next week. Hopefully, have another guest, and um, let's hope we can get another win. eh?
0: Yes. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.